Welcome into this week's episode of Inside the Nest. This is not the voice of Nolan Alexander that you used to. This is Jordan Griffith and Mateen Rad here on Inside the Nest. Mateen, we got a lot to get to. It was a crazy and also a good week for men's and women's basketball over there in the state of Kentucky. I think we should probably start this one off with the women getting a win against Bellarmine, coming off of that loss against Eastern Kentucky, just like the men's team, a very close loss, but they bounced back in a big way, 72-65 to 65 win over the Bellarmine Knights. What, what did you see from this women's team and team? Really what I saw, Jordan, was them dominate the glass. I mean, they had 11 more rebounds than Bellarmine in that game, and it was crucial to scoring some second-chance points. But also we saw, I think, an emergence of Princess Harden. I was talking to Coach Blue. She was talking about how Princess came in the last few days of practice, and I was there, Jordan. You could see that Princess was bringing another level, and she's someone who impressed so much in this game. I mean, let's look at the statistics real quick for someone who is coming into this team as a freshman, scoring pretty much all in the fourth quarter, 11 points, and logging a team-high seven rebounds. I mean, what a performance. Yeah, and that was something that we've kind of been waiting to see as she kind of came back slowly into the lineup and slowly into the reserve spot as kind of that combo forward slash guard that can really guard all five positions. We've seen that. We saw, I, I think, still maybe the most spectacular play along with, obviously, Imani Johnson's game time three against Furman. But the back-to-back -back steals in the inbounds against Georgia Southern back in non-conference play, Princess Harden is one of those type of players that can make those kind of special plays. But also something for me, Mateen, that stood out is once again, mentioned it last week, Gabby Legister getting some real minutes, 22 minutes, seven points, four rebounds, three blocks. And Mateen, you can kind of vouch for this as well. When Gabby Legister contributes, has a good game, this Kennesaw State team, they play a completely different brand of basketball. You know, I think you could really attribute that to the work of Coach Octavia Blue. We knew coming in that she was someone who had done the hard work with post players. And Gabby Legister, I think, is more of a Swiss Army knife than she's ever been. She has, She's more versatile in her skills and more versatile in her tools. And I think she really showed that against Bellarmine. And she was really solid, as she has been in her career, from the free throw line, making five of eight. Yeah, absolutely agree. She's been outstanding the last few games. And again, it's made this team look so much different on offense. But something else, Mateen, that I kind of want to talk about throughout the year and throughout the early season of conference play, we kind of saw this inconsistency from this team from quarter to quarter. And really, it can be that quick. It can be just one run that kind of switches the flip for Kennesaw State. We saw the loss against Eastern Kentucky. And with a lot of young players, yes, you do have Amani Johnson but you do have a lot of young players outside of that depth-wise. You have a 10-point loss on the road against Eastern Kentucky, but then you're able to bounce back, and you're not able to spiral, and you're not getting out of control and losing games that you probably shouldn't have. I mean, this team has veteran leadership, but also the ability to bounce back and on the road, no less. That's a big win for Kennesaw State. Yeah, and that was a tough loss at EKU and to – that's a tough road trip to make, too. I mean, you're not going back and sleeping in your bed in that whole trip. You go and play EKU on Thursday. You go make the trip up the road to Louisville for that Saturday game. And to go ahead and make that switch in your mind, hey, we're going to go in and we're going to win this game. It's a tough thing to do, especially on that long road trip. So 
hats off to them and hats off to the team. Well, now for the women, they have a three-game home stand here at the Convocation Center, February 9th against Central Arkansas, the 12th against University of North Florida, and then the 14th against Jacksonville. Mateen, looking at this Central Arkansas game here on Wednesday, what do you see against the Sugar Bears? You know, they're a team that, uh, honestly, they don't succeed in anything specifically, but they're a well-rounded team. Um, They out-rebound the teams they play a lot. So coming off this Bellarmine game, we put in a really solid performance and I think showed that putting in a solid rebounding performance correlates to success for the team. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that game develops on the glass. But going from someone that we've never played before in our history in Central Arkansas, Jordan, we're going to someone that we're very familiar with in North Florida. Yeah, UNF is one of the best teams in the conferences. I don't really care about the record, but you have the Mrs. and Mrs. Bond, Jazz and Jada Bond, two of the best players in the entire conference. That's always a tough game. It's been a tough game, but something that we didn't expect to see last year, Kennesaw State took a game from North Florida last year, and that was a a stunning result if you were to look at the standings. But once again, the ASUN standings, I don't think mean a whole lot. You just got to catch a team on the right day in Kennesaw State just like UNF has an ability to beat a lot of these teams within the A-Sun. But UNF, I mean, that's not going to be very different. I mean, it's going to be quite the task to handle the Bonds uh, a second time around. Yeah, I mean, they gave us a really, really tough game in Jacksonville, uh, beating us 66-49. But someone who needs to be talked about, you know, Chaz Bond gets talked about so much and why not? She's probably the best shot blocker this conference has ever seen north florida right now ranking 15th in the nation for block shots they average 5.1 block shots per game i mean absolute insanity but retta moore that point guard who facilitates everything in that osprey team is someone who's so dangerous and she showed that last time going five for nine from the perimeter and scoring 22 against us yeah it's going to be a tough guard i think First of all, looking at the Central Arkansas game, we're going to have to look toward the bigs. And really, actually, I take that back for both games. You're going to have to look at to contain Lucy Iba, Alexis Poole. You're going to have to kind of put a few different people on her. You have Alexis Poole, Gabby Legister, Stacey Jones. They're all going to have to chip in. And then you're also going to have to chip in against a player like Jazz Bond, like we were talking about. All right, Mateen, we've talked about the women. Let's transition over to the men's. They had these same road trip EKU a triple overtime loss against EKU I mean what an insane game then they go to Bellarmine one of the best teams in the conferences on the other side of the conference and they get a big time win I mean what a insane road trip for the men yeah I mean you said it best I don't think I can remember seeing a game like that on the men's side ever in that EKU game and it's such a heartbreaking way to to come away from McBrayer Arena in Richmond, Kentucky with a loss like that. But it was such a, a huge effort on the team. And Coach Amir talked about that after the game, talked about how proud he was of his boys. And and really, we have a lot to talk about in terms of Chris Youngblood, who put in another amazing performance. But I think Brandon Stroud is in the middle of a, a really big renaissance in his season. And I was really proud to see him put up 19 points and 10 rebounds for a double-double. Great performance from him. I think maybe the craziest part about this road trip, before we get to the Bellarmine win, 
a one-point loss to EKU on the road. Yes, that was a tough one. But it went scoreless in the first overtime. Neither team scored after the first OT. They weren't able to hit the free throws to win the game in regulation. But once again, we kind of talked about it with the women, Mateen. This is a young team as well, and they didn't let this spiral. They went into Bellarmine and beat one of the best teams, a team that won their side of the conference just last season. And they were able to get over that EKU win. And maybe something that we haven't seen so much this year. I mean, you go back to the Nebraska game. They lost that, I think, partially to the carryover from a close Samford loss. And you go back into conference play. The UNA game, I think, is a result of a close Jacksonville State loss. This game was the complete opposite. They they went in with energy, and they took it to the Knights. Yeah, there were so many things that you love to see in that game. You know, Bellarmine is a is an awkward team to play against, Jordan. There's really no other way to put it. With them never putting the ball on the ground, always passing it, they're a tough team to defend. But we defended them well, and there were so many performances. Again, Chris Youngblood, 17 points, leading the team once again. But I think the story that has been on everyone's mind is Spencer Rogers. And I don't know about you, Jordan. It was great to see him with two double-digit performances in a row. You're absolutely right. I, I couldn't have said any better. We all, it's kind of unfair how we expect this from Chris Youngblood, how he's just effortlessly putting up 15 to 17. It seems like night in and night out. But you do have to turn your attention to Spencer Rogers because he had been in that slump earlier in the year. There's no doubt about that. But now I think we also talked about this last week a little bit as well in terms of Rogers and, and really the whole team as well is they needed that reset. They needed that reboot, the the charge that they needed. And I think the, it came in, in a loss, but I think this is one play that was maybe a microcosm of that recharge. It was 16 seconds ago in this first half of play against EKU. Rodgers took a deep three off of a pick, and he drills it. it. It just felt after that. They took the lead. They had, a, I think it was a one-point lead after that. It just felt different. It, it felt like Rodgers... Whenever the ball came out of his hands, it was going to go in. And that was something that we maybe hadn't seen so far in the, at least the last few conference games. This is a guy that's working hard, that's been working hard. It's going to start to finally start to pay off. And you get a win against Bellarmine, a senior leader. This guy is going to start to really put the ball in the air. He's going to put up a lot of points as the conference season grows on. Yeah, he's someone who can shift momentum in a single shot, as you said. He's someone who is, I think, a de facto leader of this team. He proves it in the way that he plays and in the way that he talks on and off the court. He's someone that down this final stretch, heading towards conference tournament, you want to get him firing on all cylinders. Armentine, and just like the women's, the men, they got a big game against Central Arkansas on the ninth, Wednesday at 730. What do you see in that matchup? Again, you know, Central Arkansas is a team that doesn't really succeed all too much at anything specifically. They're more of a well-rounded team, but something that you have to point out, they're 348th in the nation scoring defense, allowing 83 points per game. So this is something that the Owls are going to need to capitalize on. We talked earlier in the season about, you know, last year, some of these games where, uh, you know, the Owls have been able to inflict on teams that may have been struggling they showed some of that earlier in the season, and there was a team like North Alabama who came in and showed us how to do it. And they're going to need to try and inflict on this Central Arkansas, Arkansas their style of play as much as possible. 
Yeah, I think something that also stood out to me just looking at the stats of a team like Central Arkansas, 50% of their scoring comes from their top three scores. You have Darius Hall, one of the better rebounders in the entire A-Sun, seven and a half per game rebounds, that is, averaging almost 14 a game. And you have a guy that plays from the perimeter as well as the inside, Cameron Hunter, averaging 13. And then one of the better shooters in this side of the conference, Colin Cooper. I mean, he's hit... 52 three-pointers, shot 130, almost 40% from beyond, 11 points per game. So that three-headed monster, if you're able to contain those guys to a little under their averages, you take away that 50% of their scoring, I mean, that's going to make it a lot more difficult for UCA. But something else that stands out to me, guys, they allow 83 points per game. They Their scoring margin is almost minus 10. 83 points per game. Kennesaw State, if they're able to keep up the pace, they're going to be able to put a put up a lot of points against the Central Arkansas team. Yeah, you brought up kind of that three-headed monster for the Bears, and something that I think sticks out to me is you brought up Darius Hall and what he's been able to do on the defensive glass, and I think the offensive glass is where Kennesaw State has really been able to show where they can succeed on the court this season. I think they're going to have to try and mitigate Darius Hall if they're going to want to win that game. And speaking of matchups, Darius Hall against, again, the slew of big men for the Owls. I think you're probably going to see DeMond Robinson as well as Alex Peterson. Alex Peterson has been playing terrific basketball the last few games. That's going to be an outstanding matchup to watch. I, I couldn't be more excited. I mean, they're coming off a big win against Bellarmine. You get a win against Central Arkansas, and you get back to above 500 within the conference. I mean, that's a big momentum swing for the men's team and team. Yeah, you know, we were talking about Gabby Legister and how she's kind of become more of a, a Swiss Army knife. And I think Alex Peterson is really the same way. When Coach Amir was talking about bringing Alex Peterson in, he said, you know, he came in, he really wasn't that much of a scorer. And, you know, then he there he is against Bellarmine, excuse me, against Eastern Kentucky, putting a get in 14-point performance along with seven boards. You know, this guy can do almost everything. And I think it's been great to see him and DeMond in the same lineup, kind of having Alex in the four and DeMond in the five, really showing that this can be a big team, which is not necessarily what Kennesaw State has been thought of in years past. And after the UCA game, Kennesaw State then hosts UNF, just like the women's as well, a Saturday 5.30 tip for that one. And Mateen, I think something that's very interesting, this is the first time in a long time Kennesaw State is actually going to be the hunted instead of the hunter. They beat UNF one of their first conference games to start off the conference season. Now UNF finally gets another chance at redemption. Again, something we haven't seen a lot in the past few years, obviously with Kennesaw State's record, but now being a very good team, a 500 team right now in the conference, uh, this is going to be a completely different feel from the first time around the team. Yeah, I think, you know, when you get beat at home, you always think about, man, we're going to go back to their place. We've got to go back and show them how it's done. We've got to get our revenge, pretty much. And it's crazy how much we've talked this season about, oh, this team is a three-point team. This team is a three-point team. There's so many teams in the A-Sun that can shoot the three. And so can North Florida. You know, We've got to look out for Jarius Hicklin. He's sixth in the conference in terms of total three-point field goals per game with 
The Owls have shown a big improvement this season on perimeter defense. They're going to need to be locked down against the Ospreys. And look for Brandon Stroud to be a key player within that game. Once again, you have the UCA game here at home on the 9th, Wednesday is 7.30 tip, and then University of North Florida Saturday at 5.30. And coming up next, we will get to our student-athlete spotlight. Josh A. Whitfield stops by on Inside the Nest. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. It is my pleasure to welcome Josh A. Whitfield as our student athlete spotlight on this week's episode of Inside the Nest. Josh A., we appreciate you stopping by the podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me. Josh A., your play, in my opinion, is the most versatile and well-rounded of the OWL roster. I think you have you do so many things well, it's hard to say what your strongest feature is. What do you think your strongest feature of your game is? Um... I would probably say I just feel like my IQ is kind of high with me being so versatile because growing up, I'm like a bigger guard. So growing up, um, of course, I had to do the skill work of a guard, but I also uh, learned how to use my body as my, um, you know, just my superpower, basically. So I don't know. I feel like my IQ, knowing when to do this, knowing when I need to post up this person, when I need to, you know, drive to the basket, when I just need to pull up for a jump shot. I feel like growing and especially me being a senior now, just going through four years of college, I, I think that I've just grown into, you know, just the most versatile person that I can be. And we've seen that a lot this season. Last season, you really developed a strong one-two punch with Amani Johnson. And now it seems like you're part of this three-headed monster with, mm -hmm. you know, adding Alexis into the mix. What has it been like adding pool to that dynamic this season? Um, it's been great adding pool um, because I had a chance to kind of get to know her last year, even though she wasn't on the team, like we uh, became good friends. So just adding her, she brings energy. She brings fight, as you guys can see on the court all the time. Um, just that extra energy and that extra like oomph and end with the senior um leadership it just kind of adds to like everything on the court it's, it's good to have you know everybody who's been playing because we have you know such a young team it, it just helps that there's like people who have been playing for four years or more and kind of going back to your answer about growing throughout your four years here so far in college what do you think on or off the court has been your biggest uh, growth potential that you've seen yourself grow the most throughout your four years so far my biggest growth would probably be mentally, um, 
with me from being a freshman to being a senior now, I feel like I just see things so differently on on and off the court, um, dealing with basketball and school. I just, I don't know. I just see things so differently than how I saw them as a freshman. Like on the court, I probably was just making, you know, freshman mistakes as a sophomore. I'm making sophomore mistakes. But now, really, I don't, I'm not sure which coach I heard this from, but it's like as a freshman, you make all the mistakes. As a sophomore, you know, you're making less mistakes. As a junior, you're making very few mistakes. And as a senior, like, you're probably barely making any mistakes. And I feel like that's where I am right now. Like, as a senior, I've really gotten um, my game down. I've gotten uh, my teammates' game down. And so I have to be the one, you know, that's making the least mistakes so that everybody else can make their mistakes. Shay, you were really setting plays up in that Bellarmine game and set a season high for yourself with five assists. Was that something that you set out to do and add to your game at this part of the season? Or was that a part of Coach Blue who told me that she was delivering a message to the team to share the ball more? Um, I wouldn't really say it was my goal. It's just, I don't know. We The, the goal of the team is to, of course, share the ball more. Um, but I just feel like as we continue to share the ball, I always look for the open person. I If I'm not open, I'm immediately looking for the next person that, you know, is open or the next person that can get their shot and, you know, try for themselves. So I feel like, I don't know, the, the five assists, it just came from my teammates, you know, being open and completing the shot. And speaking of your teammates, maybe shout one of your teammates out or somebody that has impressed you so far, maybe not surprised you, but someone that has done kind of gone above and beyond maybe on or off the court um just the season period or the last game the season period um some somebody that surprised me would be Breelin because she came from you know not barely playing last year to being a starter and we've had so many times where she's had to step up and, you know, especially with all the older people on the court, she's had to step up and it's like, you wouldn't even realize that she's a sophomore. She's just, I don't know, I, but it's probably because, you know, she had no choice but to step up. And I just feel like when we're in that tight situation, I know that she's the person that can be on the court with us and that's going to get it done. All right, Shay, I think that brings us to our next portion of our interview. And that's first, our would you rather section now. Okay. Jordan was in charge of that this week. So Jordan, why don't you, uh, why don't you pop the question for lack of a better phrase? Now, uh, this would you rather wasn't as good as my previous ones, Josh. So I don't want you to judge me off this one because we all chose the same one rather easily, but uh, maybe you'll go on the other side here. Okay. Okay. Would you rather go one full year without any music or go three full years without any sort of news at all, whether it be written broadcast, you can't get any news for three entire years. Um, really? I think it would, I think it would have to be three years without the news because I don't know. Music is really important to me. Like I wake up listening to music. I start my day with music. Music calms me down or it gets me hyped. And I feel like I can deal with not going, not knowing what's going on in the world. Like, <laughs> as an athlete, especially. I mean, as an athlete, yeah. music is such a big part. Yes, yes, I need music. 
Yeah, see, I, I just didn't come up with a great one this week. We all chose the exact same one. So uh, I'll, I'll be better next week. I'll learn from my mistakes, guys. Okay. And that'll bring us to our next portion, fact or fiction. <clears throat> I looked it up, your entrepreneurship major. So I figured, why not pick one of the best entrepreneurs to ask a question about? So I'm going to give you two facts. One of them is going to be true. One of them is going to be false. You have to tell me which one is false. Okay. So the best entrepreneur, in my opinion, Oprah. Both of these facts are going to be about Oprah. Okay. The first one being Oprah won the Miss Black Mississippi Beauty Pageant in 1972. Is that true? Or does Oprah have a fear of chewing gum, which she has had since she was a child? Um, I'm choosing which one is true, right? Correct. Um, the fear of chewing gum. That is the true one. <laughs> That wow, you, you were so you were so decisive. If <laughs> did you know that already, or, or is that I mean, I feel like with her being such a a big you know mogul and everything, you know facts about Oprah, and I just feel like I've never heard her winning a beauty pageant. Like I don't think I've ever heard that. So she did win a beauty pageant. The problem was it was Miss Black Tennessee, not Miss Black. Oh, oh okay. So switch it up on you. I've never okay. heard that before. To let you in on, on a little secret, Josh, we've pretty much done this in the entire time on Factor Fiction. We'll take an actual fact and we'll change it just a little bit because we're lazy. And that's, that's kind of what we've done there. But you sniffed it out. Great job. <laughs> Bravo. Thank you. All right, Josh. Well, thank you so much for stopping by Inside the Nest today. We loved our conversation with you. Learned a lot. Also, best of luck against Central Arkansas this week, as well as University of North Florida. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We know you're concerned for your health, but rest assured, we are here for you. Our hospitals, health parks, and offices are open and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need. Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. And welcome back into Inside the Nest. Jordan Griffith, Mateen Rad, and Nolan Alexander stopping by here for our scoreboard segment. Of course, you got to join in for the most important part of Inside the Nest, the most fun part of Inside the Nest. We have Would You Rather and Factor Fiction for you. Mateen, you missed last week. We enacted a new rule. Factor Fiction, if you're able to get me and Nolan off your scent, if we get the the answer wrong, you're able to get a point. And, and so that that was a big, a big amendment within the game. So I, I think this is going to add a little bit of spice to the game today. Absolutely. And for today's fact or fiction, I decided what better subject matter than myself? <laughs> A personal fact or fiction. I can't wait. Can't wait to get to it. But first, guys, we have Would You Rather? And I'm going to go ahead and, and pitch this one out to you. Would you rather go one year without any type of music or go three years without any type of news? Oh, I think that's easy. I think no type, I don't need news in my life. I think that's done nothing but made me a sadder person on the inside. And I don't know if you know this, Jordan, I'm a musician. I've been a musician for more than 10 years of my life. It's gotta be news. 
Could you imagine going through like the whole COVID pandemic? <laughs> you didn't get any news about it. Just walking around. What are people doing with masks? Why, why is the store not open today? I'm with Mateen. Uh, I'll go three years without news. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Uh, I just thought, hey, maybe there's some news buffs out there because three years is a substantial time to not hear anything about the outside world. But news is just the worst. and It, it is just the worst. So I, I think I would also uh, favor you guys there. I'm going to take the uh, the three years without any news. All right, Mateen. Yeah, I've been waiting for this fact or fiction, a personal fact or fiction. Uh, give it to us whenever you're ready. All right, so I'm putting this almost in the the format of two truths and a lie. So okay, basically, gosh. you guys are going to pick what the lie is. Okay. So first fact, my full name is Mateen Mustafa Zibanejadrad. The second fact, my grandmother was 13 when she gave birth to her first child. The third fact is the phone is ringing in my office right now. No, that's not it. The third fact is when I was five years old, I met Magic Johnson. Now, which of those three is not true? Hasn't Magic Johnson already appeared on Fact or Fiction earlier in the year for us? That's exactly why I chose that. Man. I don't even have a clue. I don't. The second one's a lie. Are you referring to my grandmother being 13 when she gave birth to her first child? Yeah, that one's a lie. Okay. Well, Jordan, I need your answer. I think, man, I think you were like six when you met Magic Johnson. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that one's the lie. So you think I'm just telling half truths on that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm locking it in. Well, fellas, my grandmother was 13 when she gave birth to her first child. I took my first trip to California at age five, and next to us in the car was Magic Johnson. Oh my goodness. I don't have a middle name, fellas. <laughs> oh my God. Full name is Mateen Zibanejadrad. So I duped you both. I duped you both. And I know you know what that means. Not only does that mean that you two don't get points, but your boy gets. Do I get two points for that? No, oh, you get shit. one. Oh, whatever. Look, 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 okay. New rule being enacted. We acted a new rule last week. New rule. Okay, personal stuff, this is the end of it. Okay. <laughs> because when we ask the questions to our Al Spotlight athletes, we gotta give them like a fair shake at some something that may be general knowledge. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Man, you, you know what? That I think that new rule we're talking about giving a point. I, we can we can just start that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and yeah, that was Well what'd you come up with? Mustafa? Was that is that the middle name that you made up? Well, it's not that made up because the two names that my parents had prepared for me were was either Mateen or Mustafa. 
it's another little fun fact for you. See, here's the thing is I feel like I've heard you say Mustafa before. I don't know as a joke, but I, I feel like I've heard you say that name. So there's something in my memory bank that triggered that. And the Magic Johnson thing, you seem pretty assertive when you said it. And the grandmother thing, you seemed like you wanted to double check and make sure whatever you wrote down that you were going to say and not accidentally say the right age. So that, that was my line of thinking. Uh, that that grandmother one is one I pull out all the time just because it's insane. I mean, man, uh, that's that as a, that's a good week for you. Uh, the two, but you, I will say this though: the two times that you had the chance to to do factor fiction, you've done a kind of a different format. Again, I'm not taking anything yeah. away, but but you, you've been kind of throwing the curve at us, and that's why I'm scoreless, and that's why I'm going to put it on. Not my performances, but what you guys have been able to do. Look, y'all could put the blame on anything you want, but I'm going to go ahead and take the credit for that. And that's fine. That's fine by me. <laughs> but I might uh, have to write a, a separate one to send in for, for our player of the week. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we'll have to do that next, next time in team we got, we'll have factor fiction, not personal. And we'll, we'll do, we'll do the normal format. And that'll be that. Well, hey, you'll be in charge of uh, Factor Fiction next week, won't you? I will, and I'm still, I'm still scoreless. I mean, I'm pretty much out of the race, right? I mean, what, no, it's what, it's what's... it's on me next week, right? Oh, I think you're right. Think yeah, you're it's right. me. Uh, yeah, because I asked you last week, what's even the scoreboard? We probably should have done this beforehand, but I mean, I'm I'm so pathetic with zero points still that I just didn't feel like doing it. Yeah, I think Mateen and I are tied right now. I think Mustafa's on top. <laughs> Mustafa doesn't exist. And we have two doubleheaders this weekend. Your Owls facing off against the Central Arkansas Bears and the Sugar Bears and Kennesaw State facing off against UNF. The Ospreys come into town. Come out and support your Owls. Mateen, Nolan, thank you so much for joining Inside the Nest this week. Come out and support your Owls February 9th, February 12th. The Bears and the Ospreys. Go Owls. Hootie hoo.